Brian. Yo, what up, Norm? Just hanging out. What's today? Monday? Happy Monday, everybody. Yes, happy Monday the 9th. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome back to the Big Country Little City Podcast. I'm your host, True Thomas, here with Norm the Storm, my co-host and lifelong pal. Uh, I clicked on the news, this, I clicked on the, the internet this morning, Norm, and I saw something that kind of worried me a little bit. I haven't really read into it, but apparently Bill Gates just visited West Virginia within the last few days and proposed possibly opening, uh, building, rather, opening, building, nuclear reactors in West Virginia. Have you wow. heard of Energy development. Yeah, it's just that he's attached to the idea, which that's the only part that turns me off. I think nuclear power, it is technically, it's proven less deadly than many other forms of, uh, you know, renewable energy or energy, whatever you want to call it. But the fact that he is involved in it makes me sus. What is, um, let's talk about that. Like, what about Bill Gates? All right, let, let me, let me, read, let me read you something from, uh, from the local Charleston, uh, <clears throat> news channel here. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia, which is our capital. Philanthropist and Microsoft co founder Bill Gates visited West Virginia Monday, joining a quote fireside chat to talk about the mountain state's potential for innovative energy opportunities and touring an old power plant. Gates participated in a quote fireside chat on Monday afternoon at the Clay Center Planetarium in Charleston. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, he's a Democrat from West Virginia, hosted Gates' uh, visit to the state and joined Gates for a fireside chat. The chat was moderated by Brad Smith, uh, Marshall University president. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Gates talked about energy transition and how difficult it is to do. He said he started his day at the governor's mansion with all the key government players present. West Virginia could be in line for a, quote, wave of new energy projects because of what the state has to offer to the renewable energy industry, Gates said. On Monday morning, Gates joined a group that toured the old Appalachian power plant in uh, Glasgow. Gates said nuclear power is changing with new plant designs. He said next generation plants used sodium cooling, which is cheaper and more efficient. Gates said his breakthrough energy, uh, yes, breakthrough energy is made up of companies seeking innovative energy production that provides ways to reduce our reliance on non-renewable energy sources. I'm assuming he's talking, i.e., coal. West Virginia is a giant coal state, or used to be, before it was uh, regulated out of uh, existence almost. Right. Um, how we make steel, chemicals, and cement all contribute to the complexity of changes. Uh, the complexity of changing our energy grid, Gates said. He said if we can accomplish environmentally friendly energy by 2050, he would be an, uh, it would be an incredible achievement. He says he loves touring the plants uh, because they are miracles of science. Oh, miracles of science, but you want to redo them. Uh, he said building up the workforce and fixing a permanent process to transition to clean energy will be a major undertaking. Right. It's just, it's hard to swallow only because his name is attached to it. 
Okay, so let's get into that a little bit. Um, you realize that uh, West Virginia is one of the poorest states of the United States of America. Do you, do you understand that, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on the bottom, yeah, the bottom tier, yeah. So aside from Bill Gates' name, you have to recognize this guy's a philanthropist. And what I mean by philanthropist is that he has lots of money. So when you have that kind of money, it's not up to Bill Gates anymore. It's up to the money that makes him create these projects because that's what a lot of money creates. A lot of money creates the United States of America. You look at every country's gross domestic product, you will see our country has the highest. That is why we always say freedom. Uh, we provide a court system. You know, uh, we have a lot of guns on the street because, you know, if you want to provide freedom, you need guns. And, uh, you know, a lot of Democrats in New York, you know, I know New York is very consolidated and dense, but a lot of these issues come from freedom. If you want freedom, you don't want guns on the street, you go become like Saudi Arabia. Become like the unorthodox Jewish people in, uh, in Brooklyn if you want yeah. your guns. But other than that, you have to understand that these issues, the gun issues and, you know, the Bill Gates coming into West Virginia, it's about the structure of the United States. And I know Bill Gates might, I want you to talk about what about Bill Gates makes you feel like this is not a good deal. And I just wanted to tell you what the angle of a person like that coming to West Virginia for, because, you know, it's been documented of how many people have left the town since the coal industry crumbled. And nuclear power is a big thing in the Ukraine war with the Ukraine and uh, Russia. So there is, you know, countries battling for this kind of resource. And, you know, to hear about Bill Gates, a, a prominent businessman, whether you, what your opinion is, it's kind of like uh, Trump. You know, a lot of people don't like Trump. A lot of people don't like Bill Gates. I feel like Bill Gates is a little bit unmerited. Of course, it's a little weird to make so much money the way Bill Gates did. But, you know, the whole reason of him reaching out to West Virginia is to try to revitalize the situation where, you know, other people uh, haven't been able to. If so what about your... Bill Gates? Tell me, what irritates you about Bill Gates? And, uh, and why do you think it's important for a person that makes a lot of money to visit West Virginia? Do you think that's not important or that's, is that, do you think it's good or bad for that to happen? Tell us about Bill Gates first. I have two different sides to Bill Gates. Your side of Bill Gates is that he's a philanthropist and he's doing this and he wants the betterment and technology and to spread and everyone's good and all this. Why during the pandemic, quote unquote, why during the pandemic did he is did he acquire the majority of the farmland of America? He's the high he, he owns more farmland in America than any other company corporation person in america and then after that happens why did why have we had a slew of uh plants processing plants food plants explode go into uh, catch on fire why did we have thousands of heads of cattle die overnight why did Microsoft and, and Google and all and all these giant tech corporations during the pandemic, why did they record record amounts of growth Ver and mom and pops get shut down? Because you're still allowed to go to Amazon, Google, Walmart and all that. And mom and pops get shut down. I don't trust him. He did. He didn't. He didn't found Microsoft. His wife, apparently at the time, or it was his wife or his mother. I can't remember worked for IBM the uh, the theory is that his uh, his uh, his family member 
stole the operating system of IBM and called it Microsoft and created it. Right. I don't think he's a good guy. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is not good. I believe after Jeffrey Epstein was exposed to the nation on Netflix with uh, that documentary, that is why Melinda Gates divorced Mr. Gates. It's because she was like, no, it's too bad. Well, yeah, it's rich and it's nice to have anything and everything you want, but it's like you fucked around with that guy too much and I don't want to be a part of that. And that's why she split from him. But he owns all this uh, all this farmland. What's he done with it? He's apparently burned it to the ground. And let's not forget that this is also the man who on uh, CNN, whatever the fuck it was, 60 Minutes, he openly talked about depopulating the earth. The world is overpopulated. Guess what? It's not. I live in the big country. You live in the little city. There's plenty of farmland for everyone. There's millions of miles of acres on every continent that are uninhabited, undeveloped, and inhabitable. I don't like Bill Gates. That's fine. You could not like president. And I I don't like the fact that he wants to fuck with my, my my home state. I don't like it. Whether it's good because I do like nuclear power, it's fine. Um, I mean, there's even a theory that the Three Mile Island was full of shit. Why can you walk through Chernobyl if it's apparently still radioactive? Why does wildlife still prosper in Chernobyl? I, I, I don't go down that rabbit hole too much, but it's like, why in Nagasaki, Japan, when we drop the atomic bomb, apparently, and the half-life of the radiation is a ridiculous amount of years, why'd they move right back in? I mean, it's a multi-leveled thing, and and people that follow generally what I'm saying know what I'm saying. Other people are just like, he's a fucking idiot. He's a stupid fucking redneck from West Virginia. Who's he care? He's lucky they bring jobs because they destroyed the coal industry. And like you said, there's many ghost towns because it was the whole town was based on the the harvesting of coal from these mountains. Oh, but he wants to put it under the guise of renewable energy and da 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 but he's also the a guy i think it was him that was like talking about seeding or no that was was that elon or him i can't remember one of those uh big uh left wing or whatever dummies that said that oh yeah we need to uh, uh block out the sun a little bit and 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 make clouds thicker so you don't get as much uh sun to the planet because of global warming I'm like, wait, you're the same one that wants renewable energy. The sun's one of the easiest things that even uh, a person in a tent can have a small solar panel and charge their phone and fucking, you know, live life. But at the same time, you want to block out the sun by cloud seeding and putting heavy metals in the sky, which the rain will then put into our soil, which will destroy our crops. You own most crops, the, the best farmland in America, the majority of the what? It just, it's all just like, they keep you going left, they keep you going right. I don't know what's up or down, but I know something's fucked up. It would be great to see West Virginia back to where, how it used to be as, as a prominent contributor to the energy sector. And as far as, you know, Amazon staying open and all these other big retailers versus mom and pop, that's just the nature of the business. If you're a big business, you're going to be able to take the hit more. You know, a small business won't be able to take the hit. You know, they got to pay rent every month. 
Walmart, if you look at Walmart's market cap and you look at Amazon and all these big retailers, it went down tremendously. Tremendously. So if they were a small mom and pop shop, they would be closed. But since what do you mean it went down? That was the giant, the biggest transfer of wealth was during the pandemic. Every yeah, mom and no, pop since, pretty much. Since, Brian, I've been observing these things for a long time. And uh, since the pandemic, like, you know, from 2001, the middle of 2001 till today's current date, which is about the last six months, market cap of Amazon went below trillions of dollars, you know, so they're not a trillion dollar company anymore. And if you follow but, companies, a lot of them reduced in market cap. So there that's was only because it, it, that, that's if I had to guess, that's only because, you know, quote unquote, they're tired of it. They're over. We're past the pandemic. We're opening back up. Even states like California and New York, they tried to enforce the vaccine passports and people said, fuck you. And that's and it failed. That was one of the biggest achievements of the scamdemic was when New York and Los Angeles tried to enforce it and it failed. Yeah, I Amazon right now currently Amazon's currently at eight hundred and ninety one billion dollars market cap. Okay, what were they what were what were they at March of twenty twenty? It was higher than that, trillions. Oh, 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 was it really? What was it uh June of 2020. 1.3 trillion. I think it was the highest. I, I could be wrong. It could be even higher than that. But I remember seeing trillion. I remember in a couple of our episodes, I was boistering about how America has a bunch of trillion dollar companies, which is a very powerful asset. It makes us separate ourselves from the global economy. But, you know, all that has been depreciated. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, what's going on with the tension overseas and the energy. Inflation. Yeah, people scared of inflation, but I I think our I think our guys in the economy, even though, you know, I, I like Republican styles of uh, regulation, but I think you know Powell and you know Ellen, the the two people that are Fed chairman, I think they're doing a fantastic job. Do I want to make money in the short term and have a little bit more room? Yeah, but I just think that they're making the right procedures and. They're trying to, you know, tighten this ship up as much as possible. So when the infl inflation shows that it's been improving, we're going to have a very good effect going upwards. So I just, you know, the numbers are there. I watched the CPI numbers. I watched the unemployment uh, uh, records to get a pulse on the economy. And I, I, I just think that, you know, managing expectations and what the Fed has been doing uh, as far as, you know, announcements and, you know, making statements. I think they're doing a hell of a job. I would like to see it go faster, but I believe in their their understanding of the situation. Uh, they're very cyclical. They they pay attention to history, and uh, I think they got it. I think uh, maybe they bat, bat, they made it feel like it's worse than what it was. But you know, again, going back to all the issues with Bill Gates, America's strongest asset is his economic prowess, and I feel a lot of these statements about Bill Gates. I'm not saying he's the most innocent person in the world, but if we don't acknowledge these people that make a lot of money, our country is not going to be strong because these are the people that help us move forward. These are the people that put their dollars into these projects that move the country. And it is scary because you guys are like left out in the open. Nobody cared about you guys for a long time. And then all of a sudden a big businessman, which, you know, sometimes it's scary when you got a guy with a lot of money or surrounded by, by people that don't make a lot of money. It might be hard to trust them, but just like we go back to the principles of the United States of America is that if we don't have capitalism, if we don't have our economy, if we don't have everybody that wants to work and doesn't want to work, the balance between the two, this place won't be America. And that's what I want to just point out. 
to the people of West Virginia and anybody that's dealing with any kind of economic situations that we got to be open to it and we got to trust their country's process. And that's why I think it's important. At least somebody's coming down to West Virginia and trying to innovate, whether it goes well or not. Listen, in New York, Amazon wanted to come to Long Island City in Queens. They decided not to take them. Everybody in Queens was celebrating. I was not. A couple of weeks later, I moved to Manhattan. Yeah, because I understand, they, where, I understand Amazon. It? I understand Amazon will probably make the area more or less small businesses. But what about the talent that's coming in to Queens to try to get these jobs at Amazon? I think that's beneficial to having uh, the kind of talent that Amazon would need to hire to be residents in, in, in that area of Queens. Honestly, that's not a popular view. People in Queens didn't want that. They didn't want to hear what I just said. They said, no, I want my store to still be here. I want Dan sneakers on 106 to still be open. You know, I hear what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but in in maybe kind of a same way, the last time that uh, the world media gave a fuck about West Virginia is when they said, oh, my God, Cole's bad and Cole's this and 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 all that and they shut it down they shut down our energy uh you know energy supply to the world or to you know at least the eastern seaboard and then they damned for tracks because at my house i can hear railroad cars going down the train tracks and they're going down to fort gay which yeah it's a stupid name for a town but they're going down to fort gay into the coal mines that a lot of dudes were making good money maybe 60 80 k a year which is very high for our thing. That's probably 20 grand above average uh, medium household income. And now those tracks are still there. There's no trains on them. Uh, my question is, when do you delete that and just make it not a bumpy road anymore and just leave the tracks there, but just fix the road. But oh, now all of a sudden, oh, it's, oh, now you want to bring clean energy, but it's nuclear. And if I go by the media's narrative, nuclear energy based on Chernobyl and Three Mile Island, and uh, nuclear, oh, it makes now it makes us a target. West Virginia it makes us a target for our other enemies of the world, whether it's Russia, China, you know, insert whatever country you want. Good luck, good luck. Now, with all those now, now West Virginia hey. becomes a target because if we can pick out the nu- nuclear nuclear facilities, uh, then we, we can knock out power all the way to DC. Good you know, luck. Anybody wants to invade West Virginia, they're gonna have to deal with passionate Christians that have guns and they'll tote them and they'll spit out their tobacco and go to war. So if anybody wants to attack the state of West Virginia, I bid them farewell. Well, good luck, because those are some tough people. There might not be a lot of people out there that that um that are in that area, but you know, if there's some type of attack, I, I really believe, you know, the the the, no. the the poorest are, nation in the world will show its true colors. Uh, those the, those are two different, Bubba, those are two different kinds of attacks. The attacks that, like the people that you talk about, that not that I'm God-fearing and this and that, but the attacks on foot, we are prepared for. But right. attack on a plant is just simply a plane that you can't see uh, dropped by a, bo- uh, that drops a bomb that no one saw coming from fucking 40,000 feet. That's you the problem. hit by a car right now going outside. I could get, uh, a tree could fall on my head in Central Park West, you know? Anything could happen. The fact is that West Virginia needs jobs. Period. Yeah, and because they took all the fucking coal mining jobs. And right, also, so we need more jobs before that. You're right. But it's like, you already stripped us of jobs. It's like just like the day Joe Biden got 
elected. He was like, oh, the pipeline from Canada to fucking in the U.S.? Uh, no, 15,000 jobs. Boom, off the table. I'm like, you Dude, just... I need another job, Brian. I want a more job. I need another income. You know? And yeah. Honestly, like, will I die if I don't get another income? No. But it'll help me become more prosperous. That's yeah, it. Yeah, so it's... I mean, it's a double-edged sword, and that's why I think, like, politics, like I've said many times on the cast... Politics is a double-edged sword, but I need that triple-edged sword. I need that one sword that cuts a little differently, that can split your shore, your sword and your shield, and I need something that's different, that's new. But it's like when I need jobs, but I also have to bring corporate interest in, that's a double-edged sword. They're always going to win. I mean, corporate interest is not bad, always. There are bad apples in every tree. The first kiss you kiss, you're not going to marry the girl. I understand things happen. But to say that corporate is not good is just like saying America is not America. Like I, I know. And that's just my personal I'm not form. a corporate person. I'm not working at Equinox corporate office. No. I would like to. You know, I've been invited to more Democrat meetings than Republican. But I'm registered Republican. So, you know, these are things that I want to inspire. And it, it, it's kind of like politics is a way that you govern your life. I'm traditionally a Democrat. I'm sure you are too, Brian. But at this point in my life, I want structure and rules. I want a, a different way of approaching things. And since I became a Republican, I do not do drugs anymore. Or if I ever have, I, every time I broke that, and, I, and maybe I smoked pot or something, did some cocaine or something, I immediately went back and looked at my uh, political association and it helped me not make lifestyle changes. So, you know, people might criticize me here in New York, but I'm like, hey, this is helping my life. Yeah. And you should still be my friend if, I want, if I'm a registered Republican because it's helping me make lifestyle changes. That oh, I'm, It's always open for me to become a Democrat again. And that's the beauty of America. Like, I feel like sometimes because of our personal turmoil or maybe we're not making that much money or... Maybe we feel like, well, we went to college, but they didn't take care of me, this, that, and third. We feel disassociated with America, and I just think that's that's not a healthy way to look at it. Am I a billionaire? No, dude, bro, I got bills. I'm probably under a little bit right now, but, like, my faith is that the country will do its best job. And I just think that with the West Virginia power plant situation, I just want to date. When is this going to happen and how long it's going to take to have people start getting jobs there and start innovating in the state of West Virginia? So we'll keep a touch yeah. on that. We'll keep notes on that when Bill Gates, or if there's a date even in, the, in progress. And, uh, you know, we'll keep track on that on the show because that's interesting. And I would love to see economic progress back in that state because, um, you know, after a long, long uh, time that you guys didn't have it, I think it's going to be really refreshing if everything goes right. And hopefully it does. Other things in news that are happening, the Brazil incident. Did you uh, have a chance of hearing about what happened at Brazil when, you know, the uh, uh, somebody won the election and there's people that stormed the, the capital, just like January 6th in our country. What? No, yeah. enlighten me. There was a bunch of people that stormed the new president that got elected and uh, they were saying that the voting was scammed and, um, you know, it wasn't the right vote. It wasn't the right person who won the election. And uh, it was very dangerous. They had guns on them. And uh, I don't know if anybody got killed, but it was a big situation. And a lot of, uh, you know, U.S. influential people like Elon Musk and, you know, other people voiced their opinion and saying that they hope they resolve it, resolve it peacefully. If you want to just Google it real quick, you probably will. But, you know, it's kind of what struck me about it is that it kind of brings light on the whole January 6th thing. 
which well, just uh, the eve just passed right <laughs> and it kind of happened the same time you know it's unbelievable you know? and you know, no, again, well, you know no. do i do i think that uh, um trump should have like you know did a little bit better of, as far as uh you know calming that crowd down yeah maybe but it also you know to, to say he's the one who inflicted this and he's the one who pushed it through you can't really prove that can't really no what what about Ray Epps? Right. Yeah, the who's day, the guy trying to rile up the people literally on the ground going, no, dude, we're just here to protest. We're not going in. He's like, we got to get in there. He's a fucking <laughs> informant, obviously. I will they, say, though, I will say there was there was a charged up, um, there was a charged up white power movement going under Trump. But you could say the same thing about Obama. There was a lot of uh, mass shootings with Obama. Do I think Obama was the reason for the matches to happen? No. Do I think that Trump is the reason why this pro-white movement was going? No. But I do think he could have controlled it better by the words that he uses and the kind of speeches he has. But to say that he's the reason why white people were feeling that way and there's groups of, you know, what do they call those white supremacist groups? They've been around for millions of years. To say that, that Trump was the one that that made these people do these things? No. Maybe he, uh, his, uh, his stature and the way he presented himself fueled those groups to feel more empowered, but he is not a racist person, and that's the bullshit the media puts out there, you know? And that's yeah. what I'm like. And you know what that does? It just tarnishes our system. It makes it seem like it's not believable, and that's the danger, and that's kind of why I'm not in journalism right now. Every journalist that has a pen and a pad is a gatekeeper to his ideas and the way the story went down. Yep. And that's why early on in his presidency, maybe even during the uh, campaign to be president, he was already calling him out. That's fake. That's fake. You guys are lying. You're manipulating the facts. You're taking shit out of context. Honestly, bro, fuck Trump, dog. You know why I really loved Trump a lot? It was because he cared about going to work every day. Is he a perfect person? Absolutely not. He was a different kind of politician. And the reason I was so proud to support him, whether he's right or wrong, or what, fucking he's a douchebag, whatever, he's not always the best answer all the time. I'm not saying he's a perfect person, but to say that he doesn't wake up every day charged up to go to work and go to these meetings and go to these conferences, you're a fucking liar. And that's where I draw my line. I'm like, he doesn't, yeah. you don't have to like the guy. You don't, he's, he could be a douchebag to you. All these women that hate him, well, that's fine. But to say, I want every one of them to say, Let's put a camera on this man for the whole day and see how he gets up and goes to work. And that's the reason why I support him. He's not always right. There's things that I wish he did better. He doesn't speak so well sometimes. He has to have a more of a general view of what's going on. He's got to be more political. He's got to be more diplomatic. But to say that he wasn't the most hardest working president that I've seen in my life since I've been on this earth, that's a lie. And I wish that we had a camera on him throughout his process of every day. The day after he got elected, he went overseas to Saudi Arabia and talked business at the big conference. I don't remember he, Obama. I don't remember Hillary. I mean, I don't remember the Clintons. I don't remember any of these people bringing that business prowess to the table. Do you so, remember any of them going to North Korea, to, to, to Russia, to sit down with their leaders and go, look here, guys, we got to come to some sort of agreement. Yeah, he's the he's the last president, and I don't remember what the number was that didn't have a war during his presidency. He sat down with, oh God, North Korea's got nukes, and he said, "Hey, meet me at the DMZ. Let's talk about this." He went to Russia and said, 
he respects me. And then he doesn't respect the authority of Joe Biden. And then you have the Ukraine conflict. Like, like I agree with you. I support Trump in like the general sense that he was not the cookie cutter. He did things his own way. But I can also recognize that he can uh, be very divisive. And uh, overall, I do. I definitely support him. I um, I just don't know that he has the pop that he used to when everyone was like, what? You cannot be a, a left, right, I'd like to thank the commission type of guy and go, no, that's Pocahontas and that's uh, Rocket Man. Because that's how normal people talk. That's how me and you talk. You know, maybe off air, maybe on air. That's like. He was a man of the people. He wants me and you to all succeed together and to live in peace. And hey, hey, if we're in, if we're doing all this shit and helping all these countries and saving the innocent people, pay your portion of the fucking bill, NATO. I'm just tired of this personal bias that people have. Like, let's stop the debate right now. No more Trump for after this statement. Put gotcha. Hillary Clinton in a room together. Put a bunch of kids in there. Kids have no bias. They don't read the news. They don't know what happened in history. They don't know anything. If the kids want to go with Hillary Clinton, I'll shut up. But you know goddamn right. All the kids want to go to Donald Trump. And that's all I got to say about that. And that says a lot about the way humans and adults think. And they use their personal gripes or whatever downturns in their life. And they use politics and use the news to demonstrate and, and flash at that. And that's very dangerous against what makes America great. And that's very dangerous in personal development. To believe that John Benet Ramsey case or any big time case of Floyd or any kind of big case has anything to do with your personal development and the way you're bringing in the bottom line and the way you are getting jobs or the way you are not getting paid. That's where I draw the line with all these situations. Yeah, it's a, it's a, funny, bro. You got to care about yourself first before you care about political issues. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're not doing well, none of this stuff matters. So Yep, I agree with you. That. You know, but I, agree. I really do hope, uh, you know, the Bill Gates situation brings some kind of, uh, you know, prowess there, like some type of development. I just want to see West Virginia do well. Yeah, and I and I do too overall, but it's just like, damn it, did it have to be him? I get it. And, and, that, and that's listen, Brian. He brought, you know, his ideas, whatever his group of people, his uh, his effort brought the personal computer. And that is one of the biggest innovations in the world. So I think we should rest assured on that. It's kind of like Rick Ross. Rick Ross got, um, you know, criticized for being a snitch and uh, also uh, like a parole officer type stuff, which in the streets is kind of like conflict of interest. But I was like, you know, these are all acquisitions. They could be true. Maybe they were, he was a parole officer before he hit the streets and started making money. But you know how I rested the case? I looked at his work, work. I looked at his art. I looked at all his songs. And because I was like, you know, you can't be fake to make these songs, you know, in order to make all these hits, make these records, make this. So that's where I rested on where I thought Rick Ross was. Do I know him personally? No. But I think everybody could do that. Whenever there's some type of story, some type of thing uh, about a certain group or a certain person, we should look at the work because proof is in the pudding. So in that case, I think we should give Bill a shot. You know, it's kind of like Carmelo Anthony. We have to get rid of the whole team in the Knicks. A uh, very prominent young team, Jeremy Lin, a lot of exciting things. To get one player, Carmelo Anthony, to stay. At the time, I was very upset. I thought we should have kept a new group. But at the same time, I said, listen, there's no way, nobody in New York, nobody in the NBA 
vocally stated that they wanted to stay in the, the play for the Knicks besides Carmelo Anthony. I thought that was the honorable thing. Do I think Carmelo Anthony is the best player in the NBA? Probably not, but I think at some point he was one of the better players in the NBA. Of course, of course he, he was. New York, you know, even me, I had a little prejudice against him. I felt like he wasn't as, uh, you know, inclined like LeBron is off the court, meaning like, you know, doing basketball, non-basketball, more athletic kind of things. But, you know, to say that he wasn't a natural talent, I would be lying. So in that case, I was happy that somebody that was very good at basketball at that level publicly stated they wanted to come to New York. And I think the same we could say about the Bill Gates, West Virginia situation. Yeah, maybe people feel uncomfortable and easy. Somebody really rich coming around a lot of people that don't have that much money. It might feel a little scary, but if you trust America and you trust our process, you trust our country, I think West Virginia will be in a good situation. Well, I for sure will keep you posted on any updates I get on that. Um, How far is that from um, Huntington? Well, um, I didn't I didn't read the article all the way through to see if there was a certain site that he planned on opening it up in. But I assume I'm just guessing middle of the state. Some of these, you know, not Huntington, not Charleston, not Parkersburg. I'm assuming somewhere in the mountains, you know, maybe more secluded. You know middle. Of the state. You know how far that area is from your area? Well, I don't even know the area. Okay, so it's not even the concrete uh, plant. Well, didn't they mention a plant that they want to take over again that was priorly like, in use? Literally, the article I was reading to you, that's the first time I'd re- ever read it. I just saw the headline and was like, oh, I got to talk to Norm about this. Just because the article alone, just because it had his name in it, made me a little sus. So I don't know. I'll We'll, we'll touch base on that next time. Um, we're at uh, almost 34 minutes, so I think this was a good little uh, – impromptu you know we got something recorded and um you know we can release this in a day or two or three or whatever it is but um i I think we should shut this one off for the day i think we did really good and i will follow up on that article and uh see if there's anything develops but a little bit before we run um an update on the andrew tate situation the last video i saw um there was a video that was, I guess, uh, shown and then uh, like actively reviewed by a lawyer. Apparently, he was a lawyer. I don't know. But Andrew Tate was on video looking right at the camera saying that he brings these girls in and they get a small cut of the money. But then he apparently, you know, apparently, if you watch the video, he says that uh, they get paid in Bitcoin, so there's no taxes, but he charges them 20% taxes. And, uh, you know, sign here, sign here, I'll take care of all that, and, and steals an extra 20% of the earnings from them. Unbelievable, man. You know, that shit is crazy, and I hope he didn't really do that. And You know, the fact that he's in Romania definitely makes me worried that this could be true which would suck really bad because I really like his style a little bit, but I don't want any kind of woman to be in prison, you know, like that's fucking bullshit. But there was but, also a video I clicked why on. I care about Andrew Tate. I want to see this fight with Jake Paul. That's why I always ask him about him. Yeah. I always ask you about him, Brian, because, you know, I just believe social media and influencers and people like this are important to cover. I don't really support, you know, doing any webcam stuff or anything that where, I mean, I like women money. Like, don't get me wrong. Cardi B was a stripper. She was be able to become prominent 
and now she doesn't strip anymore and she has lots of businesses and she makes a lot of money. So in that case, I do like that. But if you're being held against your will, you know, like I hear a lot about the unorthodox Jews and, you know, the Muslims of Iran, the women of Iran. We have to go to Iran and tell the women, are you being held captive? You know, we got to go to the unorthodox Jewish communities and be like, tell all the women, are you being held captive? Until all of them say, yes, we're being held captive and this is unhumanitarian. I don't think we it's our place to say anything like that. Same thing with Andrew Tate and them. What if he's helping women make money? You know, I don't know that for sure. I hope he is. But the whole reason I I ask about him, I think social media influencers, profiles, things like that are very huge and trending right now. And I like to talk about it every once in a while. So I I want our podcast to, you know, slowly be relevant in current topics. And um, I, I, I want that Andrew Tate situation to get out so then we can proceed with the fight. I want to see him fight Jake Paul and them. Also, I want the law to do its job. You know, I don't want anything wrong happening. I, and I really hope those charges were a little bit blown up. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, you have to also look at the underground news of uh, not mainstream narrative to you know draw your own conclusion from it. But he brought yeah, up a, we'll, real we'll quick see. before we go, I'll I'll bring up something he brought up. He brought up divorce rights about men and women. He's like, you know, men and women, you know, women, you know, of course, they got to sacrifice their body maybe. And, uh, you know, nine months of pregnancy is a lot. They got to do a lot of things. Uh, but what if they get divorced, right? The women's rights are way better than men. Men get heartbreak. They get, they get emotionally distraught. And, you know, women get emotionally distraught after divorce. But the men's financial implications are way more higher than the woman. Like the men loses all its money. They have rights against that. So I just believe that he brings up these kind of things that are kind of like, all right, you don't have to agree or disagree, but just realize that society has set it up this way. That's the yeah, is men can't talk about emotional problems. I have to hold back. I want to tell people, hey, I'm going through a tough time. I recently did that. I was hanging out with somebody and I said, like, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'm not talking about this shit because that's the, the, the norm of a man. A norm of a man is that we got to be lions. Nobody cares about the lion not eating, but a nice little gazelle they will be like, oh, feed it. Feed it some water. But a lion is just as equal as, as a gazelle. But the lion perceived is number one. And because he's perceived as number one, people are less considerate of him. So I just hope, you know, the law takes care of its job. And uh, we can allow these internet personalities to, to do the, what, what we really genuinely want them to do is entertain. So yeah, let's keep our eyes on that. This was a great episode, everybody. This is the Big Country Little City Podcast. We talk about current events. Me and Brian knew each other since we were little kids. We played basketball together. He came to New York and lived here for a little while. I was in West Virginia, lived there for a while. We talk politics. Politics is a way to govern ourselves. We love talking about these things. It's an open discussion. Everybody could join in the conversation. And good night and good luck. This is Norm. That's Big Country. And we signing out. Peace. Peace.